You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to you the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your here's host, host, Neil Villapiano! Devils fans, Sarge is back with the New Jersey Devils. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your boy, your confidant, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as Sports Wire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you're having a fantastic day, wherever you're listening to this podcast episode Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And as always, guys, this podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by our wonderful, wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure when you sign up for DraftKings to use our promo code THPN and tell them that Neil Filipino sent you folks we got some really really awesome news that involves another hiring of an assistant coach on Lindy Ruff's staff and most of you probably could tell by the title of the episode that uh that who we hired but nonetheless we will go over it we are also going to recap uh, the Devils World Junior Championships and how both Luke Hughes and Peter Hauser uh finished and then we're also going to read a special letter from our new play-by-play voice uh, that he wrote for the fans a few days ago. So, as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So, in the first period, is it's uh, I don't know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna use that as like. You know, if I have like three segments 
Uh, I don't know if I'm going to use going to use that and be like, oh, this is period one, period two, period three. But in our first segment of this episode, we're going to kick things off with the final hiring, because I'm going to assume that this is probably the last hiring, but the final hiring for the Devils with regards to their coaching staff. And they bring in a very familiar face, especially for an older generation of Devils fans, and also from just Binghamton Devils slash Utica Comets fans as well, who know the team relatively well. And this announcement happened last Thursday, August 18th. The Devils announced the hiring of longtime Devil player and longtime assistant coach in the Devils minor league system, Sergey Breland as an assistant coach under Lindy Ruff's staff. The past nine seasons, uh, Sergey Breland, who is not even 50 yet, he's actually only 48 uh, years old, he served as an assistant and associate coach for the Devils AHL affiliates in Albany between 2012 and 2013 to 2016-17, Binghamton between 2017-18 to 2020-21, and the Utica Comets this past year of 2021-22. Last year, Breland helped the Comets to a North Division title and the best record in the Eastern Conference. Uh, The Comets also, as we've talked about before, set an AHL record after it began last year with 13 consecutive wins. Now, for those of you that are of a younger generation, you may not fully know who Sergey Breland is or certainly who he was as a player with the New Jersey Devils. Um, One of the first few episodes that I did of the Devil State of my podcast, we we had a whole episode dedicated to Breland and uh, explaining, in my opinion, why um, his numbers should be retired amongst some of the other greats uh, that we've had play for the New Jersey Devils. And I'll probably ex- explain it again as well in this little uh, in this little segment. But here's a quick rundown of who Sergey Breland was as a player, for those of you that would like to know. Uh, Breland made his debut in the NHL on February 17, 1995, in a game against the New York Islanders. And he spent his entire 13-year career in New Jersey, which was uh, between the years of 94-95 through the 07-08 season. He played in 765 career regular season games, which ranks 10th in franchise history. He is one of just five players to win all three Stanley Cup championships with the black and red in 95-2003 with the Devils joining Martin Brodeur, Ken Danico, Scott Niedemeyer, and Scott Stevens, all of which their numbers are retired. The forward totaled 129 goals, 179 assists, for a total of 308 points over his NHL career, with career highs across the board in goals, 23 assists, 29 at points 52 in the 2000-2001 season. As part of his many achievements, Breland had an Ironman streak of 328 games, uh, 328 consecutive games, playing in all games from 0304 through 0708, which was also the last year of his career. So, in kind of an interesting thing, in his last uh, several years in the league, um, he didn't miss a game, which is very impressive. This run of games from October 8, 2003, to April 6, 2008, also marks the third longest consecutive stretch in franchise history. Additionally, uh, Breland earned 15 goals and 19 assists for 34 points in 109 career Stanley Cup playoff games. Uh, Breland ended his career, as we mentioned before, after the 07-08 season and retired from hockey altogether, professional hockey, um, 
after the 2011-2012 season because he played a couple of years in the KHL. Uh, three years with uh, St. Petersburg and one with Novo Kuznetsk in the, in the KHL, as I mentioned before. Uh, internationally, Breland re- represented Russia at two world championships and two world junior championships. New Jersey's second choice and 42nd overall in the 1992 NHL entry draft. Breland first came to North America in 93-94 as a member of the IHL's Russian Penguins. So uh, obviously you can tell that Breland is from uh, a different generation of players. So that is a rundown of who Breland was as a player. Um, another thing to kind of give you a good idea as to who Breland is as a coach, he has been one of, if not the most respected member of the Devils organization. He has been through, he's been with the Devils, you know, through so many different regimes from, you know, the Lou Lamorello years to the Ray Shiro years and now into Tom Fitzgerald. He's seen so many coaches. He's worked with several head coaches down in the minor league system, but he has been the one constant throughout all of it. And a guy who is super respected as a coach and as a developer of young players as well. You know, we talked about before with how Kevin Deneen has done such a really good job through his first year of developing some of the young prospects that we have in our system. But there is a lot of credit that goes to Sergey Brillian as well. He's a very calm, quiet guy, but leads by example and is, um, you know, a guy that everybody in the organization respects from top to bottom because of his knowledge and also his dedication and commitment to the New Jersey Devils organization. Uh, our boy Ryan, Ryan Novozinski of NJ.com, he wrote an article uh, a little while back uh, when he interviewed Sergey Breland and brought up the question about would he have interest in coming to the Devils because he had never coached in the NHL before. Would he have interest in coming and being an assistant coach with the Devils? Uh, and he said that he was definitely interested and would certainly be excited to take the opportunity if it presented itself. Um, I don't know if that was already in the works or if Fitzgerald saw the article and thought more about it or somebody else brought it up to him. But nonetheless, uh, Tom Fitzgerald felt that it was a good decision. And I certainly think it's a great decision uh, to bring Sergey Breland up to the um up to the NHL level. And he's worked with a bunch of guys that are going to be competing for spots. Uh, certainly some of the young guys and Fabian Zetterlin and, you know, Alexander Holtz and guys like that. But now the regular NHL players are going to get a chance to really experience Sergey Breland's coaching and what he can help them and provide them with both on and off the ice. Now, uh, there was a question that was presented, and this was an obvious one was simply that what was Sergey Breland's role going to be with the Devils? Because if you think about it, Andrew Burnett comes in, Andrew Burnett comes in as an associate um, coach. And then you also brought in Ryan McGill. We also still have Chris Taylor as well, Dave Rogolsky. So it was kind of a question of, you know, what were the Devils going to do? Because I do, because if we remember when the Devils hired Ryan McGill, who was the uh, prior to Breland being hired, the, the most recent uh, coach hiring or assistant coach hiring um, that it was mentioned that the devils were still considering bringing in another coach. And I think a lot of us assume maybe that could Dave Rogalski get fired or, you know, could somebody be moved and we bring in someone else? What was the case? Um, well, Amanda Stein uh, of NJD.TV or, you know, NJDevils.com. Um, she uh, answered this question by saying that Chris Taylor 
who for a long time, for a good majority of the time he's been here, uh, was kind of up in one of the coaches' booths, let's call it, uh, way up high in the Prudential Center and also in any other arena. And he was considered the eye in the sky, where he was the coach watching from above to see a much bigger um you know, view of the game and during, you know, intermissions and stuff would come down and he would, you know, give his analysis. That is now going to be Sergey Breland's uh, position and job, main job with the Devils in terms of game to game operation, while Chris Taylor will move down to uh, behind the bench. So you'll see Lindy Ruff, Andrew Burnett, Ryan McGill, and Chris Taylor uh, standing alongside Lindy Ruff uh, during games while uh, we won't see, but we know for a fact that Breland will be coaching. Obviously, he'll be there for practices and morning skates and all that stuff. So he'll still be very, very heavily involved. But that is a quick uh, explanation of what um, Sergey Breland's main role is going to be, if that makes sense. So that is going to be what Breland does. And so here is the staff of the New Jersey Devils as of right now. We all know that things can change, but I kind of have a good feeling that what we have at this very moment is what we're going to have going into the season. So starting with general manager, it's going to be Tom, it's Tom Fitzgerald. The two assistant general managers, Dan McKinnon, who will still be the GM of the Utica Comets, uh, is one of them. The other assistant GM, as we mentioned before, Kate Madigan. Head coach is Lindy Ruff. Associate coach, Andrew Burnett. And then we have assistant coaches, Ryan McGill, Chris Taylor, Sergey Breland, who was just hired. And the goaltending coach is still Dave Rogalski. So that is the Devils. Uh, management slash coaching staff uh, for the upcoming 22-23 season. Now, Amanda Stein did interview Sergey Breland after he was hired as a Devils assistant coach. And one of the things, and it was actually the last uh, line of the article, uh, Sergey Breland talked about how excited he obviously was to come to the to come up and coach with the Devils with all the players that we have, and talked about what he could bring to the table. And he finished the interview by saying, quote, altogether, we could do something really special. And uh, Breland used the word special several times, talking about the likes of Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt, Dougie Hamilton, just to name a few. And what that tells me is Sergey Breland definitely sees the Devils as uh, a team that can do some really incredible and special things in the not-too-distant future. And he hopes that with his expertise and uh, commitment to the Devils and his coaching success as well, that he can come in and really take help the Devils take that next step to getting back into the playoffs and eventually competing for Stanley Cup. So at the end of the day, I'm really excited for Sarge, which is uh, Breland's nickname, really excited for Sarge to finally get a shot to come up and uh, coach with the Devils. I do hope that with this now being put in place, that maybe people can start talking about Breland's number being retired um, uh, more. Now, I understand that Breland's stats and things like that, he's not a Hall of Famer. You know, he's he's uh, in the top 10, at least in like games played and things like that. And he played 13 years in the league, which is a long time. But, you know, sometimes when you think of Hall of Fame players or players that their numbers get retired, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, what's it called? They're, uh, they're, they're really, really good. Let's put it that way. Um, so I, I get why people would say that Sergey Breland wasn't a great player. He's a very good player. Um, many ways he was a clutch player, but I think for the fact that he was the, he's really at this point right now, the only guy that, um, 
of of the five guys that I mentioned that have won all three Stanley Cups. Uh, to be the only one not having his number retired, I think this is kind of like, um, I don't I don't think that's necessarily right in my opinion. I think that you can, like I mentioned before, the commitment that Breland has had in his entire hockey career with the New Jersey Devils, both as a player as a coach. I, I think that it would be tremendous. Now. If the Devils ever decide to do a ring of honor, I think he certainly would get in there. I know it's kind of 50-50 with, you know, whether or not people think that Breland's number is worthy of retirement, his number 18. But I'm leaning more towards that with what he was able to do and help the Devils win those Stanley Cups and be a big contributor to all of them with the likes of Martin Berdur, Stevens, Nita Meyer, Danico, you know, guys like that. I think that Breland deserves that honor. And maybe with now him being more involved in the NHL um, level and being with the Devils and in the forefront with the Devils a lot more, that maybe this can start to be talked about more. So just wanted to mention that at the end. But nonetheless, really excited about Sergey Breland coming on as another assistant coach under Lindy Ruff's staff. And uh, now that we've got the staff pretty much set up, it's up to them to uh, get this team rolling in the right direction and and hopefully make the 2022-2023 season uh, one that really, really uh, begins the Devils getting back into playoff and eventually Stanley Cup contention. So now we'll shift to our second subject or topic of this episode, and that is recapping the Devils players competing at the World Junior Championships, which just ended Last week, again, Luke Hughes of Team USA and Peter Hauser, our fifth-round selection in this past draft, was representing Czechia. Those were the only two Devils players that um, represented their countries at the World Championships. So we start with, again, we mentioned this uh, in a previous episode, that the United States, their next matchup was a quarterfinal matchup against Czechia. The United States, one of the more dominant teams through the round robin. But unfortunately, the Red, White, and Blues uh, tournament run ended in that quarterfinal game, losing in stunning fashion 4-2 to to Czechia. And on a positive note for the Devils, Peter Hauser scored his first and only goal of the tournament in that game, giving the Czechia 2-1 lead at the 734 mark of the second period. He went bar down off the post and in. It was a beautiful snipe goal on a two-on-one, and it gave Czechia the lead. It ended up not being the game-winning goal, but it was a big goal nonetheless in helping Czechia pull off uh, one of the bigger upsets of the Ch- Junior Championship uh, tournament. The win by Czechia ends the U.S.'s attempt at winning back-to-back gold medals and leaves the United States without a medal at the tournament for the first time in five years. So, and and I had talked about this with a couple of people that I felt like that this was one of the more dominant United States teams we had seen. You saw what they were able to do. But I will say that last game against Sweden in which they were up 3 nothing, and then ended up only winning 3-2 to two and held on for dear life might have been that warning sign to the United States that they better pick it up defensively or it's going to become a problem. And uh, sure enough, it did become a problem and it ultimately cost them a chance to even compete for a medal. And so obviously a disappointing end for the United States and a very tough way for Luke Hughes' tournament to end after through the round robin was just phenomenal. Um, He unfortunately injured his knee during the game and left for some of it, but was out there late trying to get the game tied. Um, 
Judging by what Luke Hughes and the Team USA's head coach said, it doesn't sound like it's something super severe. I think Luke Hughes is going to monitor it and things like that over the next couple of weeks and uh, get it. try to get himself fully 100% healthy for when his sophomore season at Michigan uh, begins. A uh, big thing for Luke Hughes that he was kind of uh, criticized heavily for uh, was the fact that uh, he did turn over the puck while the United States was in the offensive zone, looking to try to tie the game up when it was three to two. Um, he turned over the puck on a hurt leg and uh, it allowed Czechia to intercept it and easily score an empty netter to put the game away. And uh, you saw the highlights. You saw Luke Hughes smash a stick over the top of the crossbar. Definitely um, a black eye to what was a, to what was other than a, just a phenomenal tournament for Luke Hughes and is obviously getting us excited. And obviously it was a bad, it was a terrible turnover. It didn't cost the United States the game. All it did was it just cost them a chance to tie it. Uh, there were other things to happen prior to that, even when Luke Hughes wasn't on the ice, that uh, ultimately cost the United States the game. But nonetheless, tough, tough break for Luke Hughes and tough break for the United States. Luke Hughes finished the game with 24 minutes, 27 seconds of ice time with two shots. He uh, did not register a point in that game. So that is a tough break. But Czechia moved on to the semifinals, where unfortunately they did lose to Canada 5-2. to two. Uh, Canada would go on to win the gold medal. I should just add that. Um, and then Czechia uh, proceeded to lose in the bronze medal game uh, 3-1 to one to Sweden, I believe it was, and finished in fourth place overall in the World Junior Championships for 2022. So now looking at the stats, Peter Hauser's final tournament stats, and again, he was the 13th forward, so he wasn't considered to be one of the top guys on the team, but contributed a little bit. He played in all seven games for Czechia, registering that one goal, which again, he scored against the United States, added an assist for a total of two points. While Luke Hughes' final tournament stats, very, very much impressive, despite it only being five games. He played in all five games in the United States, one goal, five assists for a total of six points. He was also named one of Team USA's top three players in the tournament as voted by the team themselves. So a very good honor and a very high honor. Nonetheless, uh, Luke Hughes was also named uh, player of the game for Team USA in their first game of the round robin back at the beginning of this tournament. So... You know, obviously it would have been great. It would have been nice to see both players get themselves a medal for their country and to obviously, you know, be good for their development for the Devils. Um, they both end up empty-handed, but nonetheless made contributions and helped their countries do some uh, do some good things throughout it. So both of those guys will go back to their respective teams and uh, get ready for their next uh next season starting relatively soon. But that is what the Devils players did at the 2022 World Junior Championships. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action, you could also place a same game early for a shot and an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team to score first, and more. So if you're feeling lucky and if you feel confident, if you're a fan of Rutgers football like I am, you could do a same game parlay to bet that Rutgers will go to Ohio State and beat the Buckeyes in 
Columbus, which we all know how that's most likely going to happen. But still, if you feel confident enough, you could do just that and put a bunch of bets together and bet on that same game parlay. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And the last thing I wanted to, I don't want to necessarily say discuss, but I wanted to read to you guys was Bill Spaulding's letter to the New Jersey Devils fans. Uh, again, as if you don't know, Bill Spaulding was hired um, last week in change. Um, not too long ago, to put it exact, not too long ago, he was hired as the new television play-by-play voice of the New Jersey Devils on MSG, replacing longtime Devils play-by-play voice Steve Cangelosi. Uh, And Bill Spaulding decided, I don't know if this was his decision to do this or the Devils told him to do it. Regardless, uh, Spaulding wrote a letter to the fans that was posted on Friday on the Devils website, which you guys can go check out as well. But I am going to read it to you here right now. So it reads the following. Quote, hi, Devils fans. Bill Spaulding here. With less than two months to go until the start of the season, I wanted to thank all of you for your incredibly warm welcome. I've been overwhelmed with your kind words, and you've quickly made me feel like part of the family. I'm so excited to get on the ground in Newark and get things rolling at Prudential Center. Joining the talented lineup of broadcasters at MSG is humbling, and following the footsteps of those who have come before me with the Devils makes this the job of a lifetime. Growing up in upstate New York, I feel truly lucky that I could return. I could turn on MSG and catch Doc and Chico broadcasting the Devils. Doc's energy, enthusiasm, vocabulary, and likability all combined to make him, in my opinion, the best to ever do it. In recent years, Kanji, Dano, Erica, and Bryce have brought the energy of The Rock into homes across the area, I'm, and I'm looking forward to stepping into my new role with this great team. A big thank you to Steve Cangelosi for welcoming me into the booth and the fans for welcoming me into your homes this fall. I couldn't be coming to New Jersey at a better time. Like you, I'm eager to see how this young, dynamic core continues to develop and how the new additions this offseason come together. We are on the precipice of something truly special, and it should be an incredible ride. A few firsts I'm looking forward to this year. The first Jack Hughes highlight reel goal, the first blast from Dougie Hamilton, that first big-time Blackwood save. God, I hope that's the case. Um, my first Taylor Ham, did I get that right? He put that in parentheses. And no, you are in. You are 100% incorrect, Bill. I was really starting to like you a lot, and I was counting on you until you said it was Taylor Ham. It's not Taylor Ham, it's pork roll. And again, if you're not a Devils fan or from New Jersey and you're listening to this podcast, you probably have no idea what I'm referring to. But if you are, you know exactly what I'm referring to. And I know that this is a very dangerous topic to bring up, but I digress. Anyway, back to the letter. But what I'm most looking forward to is the home opener versus the Red Wings on October 15th, which is now less than two months away. Let's get the Prudential Center rocking and have an incredible year. Thanks again for your hospitality so far. Looking forward to spending many evenings with you in the years to come. Let's go Devils, Bill Spaulding, end quote. So 
That is a very nice letter, other than the Taylor Ham thing. But again, not going to go there. Um, but it was a great letter. Um, it's kind of something that you uh, normally expect from whether you're, you know, whether somebody gets hired as the play-by-play -play voice or anything like that. You, you say a lot of nothing but great things. Uh, Bill Spaulding is relatively a local guy. As he mentioned, he's from upstate New York. So he obviously has watched the, the Devils before and watched them uh, when Doc and Chico were doing their thing. And same thing with, uh, you know, Kanji and Dano and all those guys. So he has some familiarity with the New Jersey Devils, and he is excited um, to obviously come here, and who wouldn't be? And he brought up, again, the Devils that are on the precipice of something special, and that's what Sergei Breland um, mentioned when he spoke to Mandestine after he was hired as an assistant coach, and I mentioned that earlier in this episode. So, again, guys, to kind of recap this whole episode, a lot of new people, a lot of new faces, a lot of new things, new, new, new is the big word. Um that involves the New Jersey Devils going into this season. And uh, I'm excited to see what the Devils can do with their coaching staff and their on-ice performance. But I'm also very much interested and excited to see how the Devils off-ice performance and on-camera performance goes as well. So once again, welcome to Sergey Breland and wel well, welcome back, Sergey Breland. And welcome once again, Bill Spaulding and all the new people to the New Jersey Devils. And as always, guys, let's hope that this year is a year in positive ways that we will not forget at all.